Brewing up good business. Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges. Today we spoke to Jason Angus, barista manager of Beans Republic Parkdale. Jason delved into how he became a barista for Beans Republic and how he came to be in his current position in Parkdale. Jason also told stories about being a barista manager, anecdotes about being behind the counter, and a day in the life of a Beans Republic cafe franchise. Welcome to Eden Exchanges. Um, my name is Frank Zemus. I'm here with Alan. Hi, guys. Today, our very special guest is Jason, who's a barista at Beans Republic. Hey, guys. How are you today, Jason? Yeah, really well. Fantastic. Um, look, um, it's, it's it's a pivotal position that you hold at, at, at Beans Republic. We all we all have our favourite cafes, and we all go there for for, for the coffee, etc. So, but give give us an idea about your background. Tell us how you sort of got into the business, and um, yeah, what what were some of the decisions that you made? Well, I mean, that's a really interesting question because I've been I've been in hospitality overall about ten years now, so like just a little bit over ten years. Um, and I mean, like I started in Italian restaurants. You know, just sort of doing floor stuff and and uh, bouncing around uh, behind the kitchen. The f- you know, and like what I found was where we always get these little sort of like this table of like four or five little Italian men and they'd all just drink espressos. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I just started going, uh, I started making coffees behind. I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea what I was doing. And I just started doing that and um, I went, you know what, I, I might want to go into cafes because a lot of them say, I'm pretty good at this. And um, yeah, so I just started looking into that side of things, looking yeah. into coffee culture. Yeah. And um, Jen, Jen found me. <laughs> like, it what, was, walking down the street? <laughs> no, actually walking, walking past the shop, legit. Okay. So... Um, she she had a small little hole in the wall cafe in Frankston at the time, mm-hmm. and um, she uh, you know I'd been in a couple of times, so she was yeah. kind of aware of my face. Yeah, and we talked a couple of times, sure. and so she was just to go back a step, um, yeah. just for people listening. That's, oh, so Jen, Jenny Newen is the owner of Beans Republic. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and so um, she obviously um, has a. Uh, I got a legacy of cafes around Melbourne. Um, started off in started off in uh, in Frankston, and now um, uh, has a, a number in, uh, in one in Parkdale. In well, yes, yeah, yeah. One, one in Parkdale, yep. which which is the store that I currently man. Yep. And um, one in now I'm going to say Glen Iris. It is Glen Iris. Like yeah, the actual yeah. official address is Glen Iris. Yeah. However, it's like on. The cusp, like one side of the road is Malvern, the yep. other side of the road is Glen Iris. So, okay, it's like, okay. so cool. some people like yeah, to refer, yeah. refer to it as it's, Malvern. It's, it's store. a tricky, yeah, it's a tricky. I've been, to, I've been to the, I haven't been to your one, but I've been to the Malvern one. So I haven't been to Beans Republic either. I'm waiting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go eventually. Okay, yeah. so we want to ask more about what the experience is like in the cafe. So when you wake up in the morning, you're straight into work, go through that front door. What is the experience like being a barista for the Beans Republic franchise? Being a barista for the Beans Republic franchise is actually a lot of fun, uh, to be honest, because you are essentially the first person that a lot of people greet in the morning. You know, like I, I open the door, you know, just before 6.30 in the morning and you get the, in Parkdale spe- uh, specifically, it's a very family friendly area. So you get a lot of the runners, you get a lot of the um, cyclists, yep. you get, um, 
early morning workers, yeah. you know, and they just, they just want a coffee through a window. So the first thing I do, I walk in, I turn the machine on, I put some coffee grounds through the machine to get it all prepped and ready. And then, you know, I just start setting up the, the shop pastries and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. so me personally, I'm not a morning person. I have to have my coffee first thing and I don't function until about nine o'clock in the morning. So whenever I meet a barista in the morning, I'm like, hey, yeah, good luck having a conversation. Give me my damn coffee. Yeah. How many people are like that do you find? You know, it's actually really fun because we get, I think that the, my favorite part of the job is actually being able to guess what people are getting. They walk in and you can tell, okay, so they're half zombie currently, so they're likely to go medium or large. <laughs> large is a three, three shots. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like uh, just how they look, you're like, okay, so they'll probably want two sugars or caramel syrup. And then you get sort of, they come in and they're like, okay, what is the strongest, biggest thing you can possibly give me? One bucket coming up. Okay. <laughs> That's a good question. That's good. Okay. So do you, so you said you set up all the cakes in the tray. So that means you personally make them yourself or is that what I have made them. Yeah, no. So um, we, we like to encourage everyone to understand every aspect of the business so that when someone goes, oh, what's in this? You can go, okay, well, I happen to know the ingredients. You know, We do have a, a, a baker, a professional baker, who, who works out of the Mulvan store and he bakes everything by hand. He bakes uh, everything that we use so that it is made in-house. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, no, I, I've helped him out on occasion and, and before we were we had the Mulvan store, we made all the cakes behind the desk, so I had, I had a hand in that as well. So. Okay. Yeah, Jason, tell us a little bit about the um, the Beans Republic philosophy. As as a company, Beans Republic want to create that family vibe with staff and with customers and create that friendliness. I what I, what I'll say is that with any business, there are three things that make every business like that make every business succeed. Like three things that you need. It's like if you have a stool and it has three legs, you need all three legs for it to stand. The first thing is quality. Quality of product, quality of service. If you don't have good quality, it doesn't matter how good you are in every other aspect. They're not, they're not going to come back. Like, well, they might, but like you know, like that's the first very basic thing that you need is a good quality product. And like we've done our very best to source the best beans, roast it at the best time, and have the best quality product. The second thing is speed. Like there are a couple of standout restaurants. You know, that, so you'll sit down and it will be 45 minutes mm. before your meal comes out, but it is one of the world-class restaurants, high quality. You might go mm. once, maybe, mm -hmm. but like, if you don't have that good yeah. speed of service, yep. Yep. then, you know, sure. it doesn't come out. And the third thing is cost-effectiveness. Like, if you're churning out the highest quality thing in, like, 30 seconds flat, but it's costing you money, then yeah, yeah. it's not going to float. And they're all three things that... They're the, they're the three things that... that yeah. Well, that's just it. Like, my very first concentration uh, in the business is the quality. Quality of the product. I, I, myself, I monitor the food as it comes out. I monitor every coffee as it goes out, whether I'm making it or not. I monitor the actual the quality of the products. Jen is all about efficiency. Mm. Jen is very much wanting the business to move smoothly, mm. to run efficiently. She has standard times, coffee from order to table is three minutes. It's okay if it goes over, but that's the right. guideline. Fantastic. Yep. You know, mm. and, and, and Pat is very much, and Casey as well, is, 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 is very much on the financial side of things, yeah. like wanting everything to, be, to, to balance out. Yeah. So when we come up with a product that all three of us are happy, 
you know like it's yeah, yeah. it's fantastic because like you know that that's that's the best way of it turning that's, out that's that's when the magic happens yeah right? that's, yeah, that's yeah. when the magic happens yeah um also wanted to ask a question how many takeaway cups and how many like proper cups mm. you have kind of thing so you do discounts and you do a keep cup kind of thing so i just want to ask the question how often do people come in and use the keep cup and how aware of you are you of how many people ask for takeaway cups to ask for bowls and cups? look it is something that we we are very aware of we have a system that we're building up through the Melbourne store currently and it will be traveling across all the stores which is recycling so you know we we specially recycle the bottles and all the cartons that we do for example so we are very very um aware of that sort of thing um, myself, since I have to order all the cups and, mm. and I know how much we go through, I, I, I make sure that I have a certain amount stocked. We do try and promote as much as we can for people to use Keep Cups. We are, you know, we, we, we've got in the Design Works uh, Keep Cup with the Beans Republic logo on it so we know exactly what to charge and, and, and everything. But the hardest part is when someone comes in with, with another Keep Cup and as, as much as it sucks, I've been in cafes where they go, no, we don't take outside things because you might get sick or whatever i'm like i understand the logic behind it but i will never refuse to keep cup like even if i have to you know rinse it out first like it's because they're better like they they honestly are and people go yes i know this happens to be eight ounces oh good well we know that our eight ounce costs this much mm. so yeah we we're very much aware of the environmental effect cafes have just the sheer amount of plastic lids, paper cups, etc. But not only that, but just coffee waste. Mm. We, like at Parkdale, I have a, a contact. He's, he was originally a customer, but he goes to economy meetings and stuff like that. And so he has his own, I don't think it's a community garden, but it is a you-may-come-in sort of garden. He uses our coffee as compost because okay. coffee grounds are an amazing compost source. Mm -hmm. And so we know... He'll come in, he'll walk past in the morning because he lives not far from the cafe and he'll just be like, how are you doing? I'm like, oh, yep, how are you doing, Mr. Economist? And and uh, I know that he'll be back around 1.32 that day and we have these uh, ice cream tubs. Uh, they're like like these 10-liter ice cream tubs that, that we get for you know, milkshakes and whatnot. We recycle, we're constantly using them. We never throw any of them out. Mm -hmm. So what we have is he has one and I have one and I fill it up with all of our leftover coffee grounds and he'll walk in with his empty one and then we'll swap them over. And so he uses them. He has a worm farm and he does all that sort of his, his side of business. So he really enjoys being able to just come in and get free grounds. And we definitely do love to promote that side of things as well. That's pretty good. Yeah. I love coming into a coffee shop and having so many options kind of thing, especially yeah. ones that work for me. So that's yeah. good. Yeah. All right. All right. So thank you for that. Yeah, no worries. Um, do you think, um, I mean, for people looking to sort of buy into a, a Beans Republic cafe, uh, I mean, do you think there's a, there's a certain type of personality that kind of suits that or, or, or any sort of background that, that would... Look, honestly, I don't think you need a hospitality background. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what a lot of people are probably thinking. Uh, I probably need to have had some experience in hospitality. I probably need to have had, you know, a certain amount of years, 10 years, 6 years in hospitality so I know what I'm doing. And as much as that's welcome, we have... We've built this business from scratch, from the ground up, and we have documented every aspect of it. So you can come in going, I've always wanted to work hospitality, I've always wanted to work with people and, mm. around, you know, in, in the service industry, but I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. That's okay, because we actually cover everything from the moment a 
customer walks through the door to the moment yeah. they leave. The moment someone clocks in to the moment they clock out, like yeah. guidelines, uh, dot points, but also hands-on training. So you're comfortable. So you know how everything's run and how everything's done. Yeah, yeah, okay, sure. so with the marketing, so a lot of Beans Republic's campaigning is through the Instagram photos, smiles, yeah. the social media. How much of that is done through management? How much of that is the contribution of the staff? So like, do you yeah, get involved no, like, in them? Okay, yeah, so I, I do, but it's more the fact that I'm a really horrible in, in, Instagrammer as it is. Like, I I will Instagram my food. I will I will Instagram, like, I will make a coffee and the latte and it's just perfect. I'm like, yeah, and then Jenny goes... Put it on the Instagram page. Put it on the Facebook page. Do it. Um, <laughs> you know, and so she's seen, like, she'll, uh, one of the new chefs, like, they'd been working maybe two weeks in the Melbourne store, and they just happened to bang out the perfect Benny, and, you know, which is, which is our Benedict, and it just looked so picturesque. She took photos of it and then, like, linked him and put it on the Facebook page, and it's just like, it was like a moment of pride. It was really great. So I, I'd say everyone's involved, even though it's the managers that specifically post on it. Yeah. But apart from that, we have, we even have customers involved. Like it started where we were just like, hey, you should totally like, if you enjoyed yourself, you know, maybe put it up on Facebook or whatever. And then we just have now regulars who are just like taking selfies yeah. With, yeah. with the food and stuff. And it's yeah. something that we like promoting to say, yeah. hey, you know, like yeah. get involved. Yeah, that's yeah. good because some owners find it difficult to keep up with the marketing. It's just something that needs to be constantly yeah. like adapted to and constantly changed. And it's good to have the staff get involved yeah. and yeah. have pictures every day. Yeah, it keeps absolutely. everything fresh. Social media, yeah, absolutely. You need you need to sort of capture those moments and mm. stuff for people for that. So and then marketing and support is something that that's offered in the, in that whole sort of Beans Republic offering there. It's a highly competitive industry out there. How? How communicable is Beans Republic with other cafes? I mean, obviously you have other cafes on your strip. So is it this big kind of community, Parkdale? Parkdale absolutely is a massive community. Um, In the area we have, in Halloween trick-or-treaters, for example, like they just come along the strip and we hand out candy through the coffee window, you know. Um, And this is, it's because Parkdale is such a family-orientated area. And so we like to, as a business, get involved with the community itself. Uh, but apart from that, like as much as I'm a very competitive person, so I do see other other cafes. And I'm just like rivals. But um, <laughs> hopefully you don't stand on the street and go rivals. Rivals. <laughs> no, but the thing is, like I I will often walk down the street and I talk to there's uh, a cafe just on the far end of our block, and they're probably the other equivalent sized cafe to us. And that guy's great. He's got yeah. such a great personality. And so we'll t- we'll we'll chat we'll we'll sit we'll talk you know and and so yeah no it's it's like it's one thing to be competitive it's another to be friendly like you know and um, it's you constantly have to keep learning you have to keep what you have fresh mm. you know because once it gets stagnant the industry will move on and you'll be left behind mm. you know so you should always be yeah. constantly friendly and yeah. constantly interacting with other cafes to see. What are they doing differently? Like, what are they doing? That's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. No, that's good. It's it's quite difficult when you're competing on your own as one company. But if you're talking with other people in the industry, it, everything just progresses so much easier and smoother. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, look, uh, above all, uh, what is your favourite thing about uh, the Beans Republic Public Cafe? Favourite thing? Hmm. Apart from the people that I work with. 
Um, and that's not sucking up to them. They probably won't like Casey. Probably not listen to this. But um, honestly, my favorite thing about uh, working working for Binge Republic is just Jen, <laughs> like my boss. I know it's mm. it sounds sucky, but she is one of the best people that I know. I've worked for a lot of bosses. I've I've worked overseas at one mm-hmm. stage. I worked in retail mm-hmm. in Scotland at one uh, for a year at one stage. Uh, I've worked for a lot of different bosses, as a lot of people in my generation have. Jen is by far the best. Mm. She genuinely cares about the people that work for her. Like I had a tough time at one stage, and she genuinely cared Mm. you know um she honestly tries to befriend everyone that that's within the company and tries to keep everyone happy um well obviously keeping the business running so you know we we have you know yearly breakups and stuff like that as every business does like last time we did dodgem cast which was just completely random but awesome Um, so what's a christmas party like then that was part that was the breakup was part of the christmas party and we yeah, we, we, we got to drive around to Dodgem Cars and run into Jen and Pat, which was kind of really funny. And, you know, we went to Pancake Parlor and, and had a chill out. And the great thing was that was that was interstore. So that was both Parkdale and the Melbourne store together. It wasn't like just, you know, we weren't just isolated. That store's breakup party and this store's breakup party. And another thing that Casey and I like to do, and I know that they do over at the Melbourne store as well, is we have hangouts like outside of work and we just go, hey, why don't we... Mm. go to a movie why don't we mm. chill and because yeah. the fr- more friendly that we are yeah. the, the better the yeah. easier it is to work like I I think this is the first job that I've ever had that I wake up in the morning and I don't dread going into work yeah. you know mm. I genuinely enjoy going to work and enjoy Fantastic. the because the other thing that we, we we do a lot as a business is we know everyone that walks through the door like even if they're the first time they've walked in they're your best friend <laughs> They, are, they honestly are. They're your best friend. And before you know it, you've, you've built a rapport with them. Yeah. They come in again. You're just like, ah, latte. Excellent. You know, it's like, oh, I know. Your, your mug, weak latte, two sugars, extra hot. You know, it's like it, it's that extra level of care. Mm, that's good. Trust me. You make me a good coffee, you are my best friend. All yeah. good. <laughs> like, you know, we have, we have our regulars. Like, we have, um, we used to have this old gentleman named Wesley who came in for a flat white and uh, vanilla slice every day. Every day. He was retired. He just came in every day. That was his thing. And so he'd walk in, you know, how you doing? Yep. And he'd walk in, sit down, and we just have it already churning around, getting ready. He didn't even have to order. It was just come, have a brief, you know, 30-second chat with him. How's life? How you doing? Yeah. You know, and it was it was honestly like with the customers, it's like building a family. Yeah. You know, it is it is a Beans Republic family that yeah. that we that we do try and create. Yeah, it does help with the day to day, like say disaster hits, truck never arrives and you don't have your coffee order for the day. You oh, know that God, you've got yes. the other it's store to like, call up and <laughs> Yeah, it's all good. Like I've had situations like that before. Things have gone wrong all day, you're just like, I just need someone to help oh, me out everyone here. Everyone has one of those days. Yeah. Everyone has one of those days. We also it's great when you have days where everything just works out. Yeah. But yes, everyone everyone has one of those days, and it's great because we I've, I've called up Malt and just gone, help, <laughs> please. Two two staff haven't shown up. Like one was in an accident, the other one's like in like sick, and I don't have the order truck didn't show up. Help, and like Patrick has just jumped over from the Malvern store and just jumped in, going, okay, 
let's do this. I'm right. here. <laughs> there he comes to save the day. <laughs> like, you know, it was, and it, it is great because it is not just each Beans Republic individual store. It is a franchise. It is a family overall at large. Mm. You know, we, we definitely do love to promote people's passions. Like if you're passionate, like I was passionate about coffee. <laughs> and so that was where they put most of my energy into. And, you know, we had someone who was, who was passionate about, um, you know, dessert. So now they've moved from the floor and they're now training under our baker in specifically doing the cakes and baking because that's an, that's an area that they want to move into. So we try and promote their passions, mm. yeah. you know. Absolutely. It, it's, it's definitely it's definitely a franchise business with with, with a difference. You know, it's it's, a, it's one of the most colourful sort of cafes out there. So back to the experience, was Beans probably your first Bristol experience, or have you had several other experiences before that? I've had, I'd say, to what you'd call a barista experience. So the first Beans probably is the first job I've been probably labelled a barista, um, whereas before I was floor staff or bar staff and. We just had an espresso machine, like, you know, it was turn it on, do your thing, there, have a coffee, whatevs. Okay, so it works better for you with the Beans Republic model, being a part of everything? or do Absolutely. You find- like, the, the, the training that Beans Republic offer is comprehensive. Like, it, it's laid, like, like, they started me with just shots, because that, even though it seems like it's the easiest part, it's the most fundamental part. And once they were happy that I had that right, and they were, you know, with me training me the, the whole time. Then I started on milk and I started doing takeaway coffees only so I could get the latte art and stuff down. And so it was layered and it was comprehensive and it was um, not overwhelming. So you can do tricks for the coffees, you know, move them along. Oh, yeah. Up. Yes, yes, yeah, you're, I can. You're I, can. I, wouldn't, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. It's <laughs> lots of hot coffee, but uh, yeah. Like <laughs> Sounds like a lot of fun. i got to see the show. Okay, so I just wanted to ask about going back and more about how involved the staff are. So you talk about how you like they actually train you in every stage of the, making the coffee. They train you in making the cakes and setting up that kind of thing. So what about managerial? Do you kind of share the duties running well, the place? Yeah, look, as as the head barista, I do share managerial responsibilities. So I do ordering of the coffee and all the front of house um, products. Essentially, mm-hmm. you know, I have to you know keep that monitored. I have to keep making sure that we always have enough stock of things. But not only that, but uh, it's also my responsibility as essentially the front face of the company. I'm the first person that people come to when there's a problem, that people come to when uh, there's something that's gone right. Oh, thank you so much. Like, thank you. I totally personally made that meal for you. Yes. <laughs> you know, but uh, as a result, when there's a problem, I have to have problem-solving abilities. I also have to keep one eye on the machine at all times and one eye on the floor to make sure that everyone's been looked after and everyone's happy. You know, I mean, I might not personally step out from the desk very often, from behind the machine very often, but I do have to keep aware because I'm 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 central. I'm right in the middle of it. You know what I mean? So, Jason, Australian coffee is known all over the world, and Australians seem to be quite particular about the cup of coffee. I know when I travelled around the UK for eight weeks, yeah. I couldn't find a decent <laughs> cup of coffee. Yeah. So, when I went to the Upper Pantiles, I remember I went to this cafe, and the guy goes, "You're an Australian." I know exactly what you want. So he did this trick. He rubbed caramel on the inside of the lip. He like crushed up some French beans for me. He put hazelnut in it, handed it to me. And I remember thinking, thank 
God, I got a decent <laughs> cup of coffee for the first time in like six weeks. I, I, you, you, you'd be surprised how often I hear this. You know, I've had I've had customers who are regular, regular customers, and then they, you know, like I was saying before, like that we have people who come in and we just know what they have. You know, extra hot, flat white. We just we just know what they have, and then they go and they travel overseas, and. Um, we have this one customer, Helen, who, who has been actually doing a lot of travel recently. She's been one of our regulars for like five years now at Parkdale. And she's been doing a lot of traveling recently. And she comes back and she just goes, I need a coffee, please. I need a coffee. There's nowhere in America that I can get a decent cup of coffee. And, you know, and, and I mean, like, and that's a thing. Like when you have been at a spot for so long, you do build up these rapports and you do, like, I mean, that's the thing, like, in business, you know, you're, you're often told that you're not going to see any real profit for two years. I mean, that's just a gen generalized rule, you know. And another generalized rule is that a cafe won't survive past four years. That, that, yeah, that's a thing. Wow. A lot of, and the thing is, on, at Parkdale, we have been there, I can't remember, I'll have to double check, I can't remember whether this is the sixth year or whether we've been there six years, this is our seventh year there. Um, and that's honestly, given the standard, that's a feat. And uh, we've seen coffee shops come and go and appear and disappear, and then someone else move in there and have a different idea and then move on. And it, it is something you see a lot. So I guess, like, what makes Australian coffee different is, one, it's very strong. <laughs> it's very strong. We like to taste our coffee. And to reflect that Beans Republic we've, we've started as standard, we use a double ristretto. Google it. We, <laughs> we, we use a double ristretto as standard in every, every single cup of coffee. Because if we, our, our training will get you to, this, to the stage where you can make a double ristretto and it's not going to taste bitter, it's not going to taste too strong, which often happens when you're dealing with such a concentrated shot. But like, we started getting the reflection from the customers going, wow, this is delicious. What? What do you do? Where do I get some? And then we retail. We retail all our beans as well. So people take them home. People, people take everything that we we make in the shop. We we can retail as well. Yeah. So that's that's the thing with with Melbourne coffee. We like a strong coffee. We also like customers love to feel special. So when they come in and they're just like, I'm going to have an almond mocha, you know, week. With hazelnut or caramel syrup, I actually had someone who ordered every time she came in. She was this little girl. She hardly, she was probably in her twenties, but she hardly managed to look over the bench. And she would walk in and just say, "I want a campfire coffee," and I knew exactly what that was because if she'd ordered it before, and it was almond milk when done right can taste kind of like marshmallows. And um, she wanted it. Uh, a double ristretto in a mug so that it wasn't too weak, but she wanted it as a mocha, so it kind of tasted like chocolate, coffee, marshmallows, and it was this this thing that campfire coffee. I want that, you know, and that's just that was the thing. That was a rapport that we built up with her. Sounds like a good cup of coffee. Right? <laughs> um, but yeah, like the understanding in Melbourne cafes, it's almost like it's like a download thing. I think like it's almost like if you're in the know, which is so Australia. It is so Australian. It's like, if you're in the know, you know, you know a good place when you sort of walk down a side alley, hit a third brick on the left, a secret door opens, and that's, that's the, the place that you're going. I have people who walk in and order magic. 
I'm, I'm looking around and I'm looking at the, the, the confused face. A magic is an Australian invention specifically. It's not like the latte, which is Italian for milk, or cappuccino, chino being Italian for brown. The magic came from people ordering an extra strong three-quarter full latte as standard, and it just became a thing. Like, it evolved from there. It evolved from there, and a magic. So when people walk in and just go, now... If I order a magic, do you know what that is? And I'm like, yeah, I can do your magic. And they're like, thank God. <laughs> Excellent. And and that's the thing. Actually knowing your business, actually knowing it's, Australian it's, coffee. Yeah, it's, it sounds like one of the secrets to the beans for public success is actually listening to the customer and, yeah. and, and responding to, to different trends, demands, etc. Um, yeah, absolutely. Rather than you know, some far away. Well, I, I, I had a... I had a story once where someone walked in and they ordered uh, a weak decaf, what was it, it was weak, weak decaf soy latte with three sugars. Mm. And I went, yep, sure, no worries, absolutely, won't, you know, two minutes. And they went, that, that's it, that's all, you, that's all you have to say? I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to make you coffee. <laughs> and, and they went, you know, the, the last three cafes I walked into, they were just like, I almost heard the mutter, that's not really coffee. <laughs> Like, uh, so snobby. It's like not really coffee anymore. And I'm like, look, you can you can order a you know a long macchiato. You can order an American. I had uh, had an American girl walk in, and she's just like, can I have a coffee? And I'm just like, yes. Waiting for a cappuccino latte, etc. Like red eye, or yeah. you know, like <laughs> I'm just waiting for what coffee she would like. And we sort of had this awkward staring contest for a second. <laughs> Uh, and then she sort of turned around and just, uh, and I went, what coffee would you like? And she's like, regular? <laughs> You're <laughs> in Australia, that's not no, an okay no, thing. Like, I just, and, and so I'm just like, okay, flat white coming up. Flat white. Because that's what she wanted. She wanted just a normal white coffee. Like, essentially, all she wanted to know was white or black. Hmm. Like, what was it? So I'm like, yep, flat white coming up. And knowing that she probably didn't want a super strong coffee, I made it with an, an espresso shot as opposed to a ristretto shot. Yeah. And she was like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. I'm like, and now you can never have coffee again. <laughs> you'll go home and you'll just, I guess you're just going to have to move here. Sounds like you're very tolerant of the baby Chino when the parents come in and say, I want froth milk. It's like, oh, oh baby mate. Chino. <laughs> I, I, may have, I may have started a thing. When, uh, when I was working regularly at the Melbourne store, I... Uh, it was one of those times where we'd had our breakfast rush and we, were, we weren't in the run, lunch rush yet and this customer came in and his little girl was so cute. Oh my God, like ringlety curls, like so cute. And she walked in and sat down and she, like I think she'd not been having a good, a good day. Like she looked like she might have been a bit upset that day. And so she sat down and I went, okay, so I'm going to get... I'm going to get a latte and do you guys do baby tunas? And I'm just thinking to my of course we do baby tunas, you know. And so he goes, yeah, we'll have a, we'll have a baby chino. And like baby chinos are one of those things that don't have a standard. Like they don't, like, yeah, it's milk froth. Mm. Cool. Like, but there's no like set rules. Like with a latte, you know what you're looking for. But like mm. with a baby chino, it's just like whatever the place happens to do. Mm. So I did a thing where I filled up the class till if you know how to milk froth and this is this is something that that it does take a, a little getting used to to do it properly but if you know how to text your milk properly then 
you can literally build it up so that it's the baby chino is almost like sitting above the cup. It's not like flush. It's not. It's very much just froth, not milky froth. And as a result, I using chocolate powder, chocolate syrup, and a marshmallow very cleverly. I made it look like a teddy bear. Mm. And very impressive. <laughs> made made this baby chino look like a teddy bear because I had the spare time. And I put it down, and the look on the girl's face. <gasps> Like, it was the best thing she'd ever seen. And so she's like, and I walked away and I heard this little voice, it's a teddy! And I walked away and now what happened is she came in another time. I want a bear chino. Okay. And even though we've had to explain a couple of times, sometimes we're busy, we can't take the extra, you know, 30 seconds to a minute to like do a face on, on the baby chino and, and make marshmallows look like ears. And sort of build it up like that. And um, uh, But what happened is I brought it out to her one day and then this other girl just sort of stared at it as it went past her face. Well, I want one of those. So before you know it, in the Mulvin store, we had a whole bunch of, of these kids that were like, you know, five and under ordering bare chinos. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it was just this thing that's like, and now, and now every barista at the Glen Iris store yeah. knows what a bare chino is and how to make it. <laughs> That's good. That's very good. You got your own signature now. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Apart, apart from um, apart from the extraordinary service which you've you've, you've explained for, for Beans Republic, what what are the, some of the other things that differentiate from other sort of cafes that you've either worked at or, or, or even just visited? You know, what do you think it is? Well, yeah, one of my hobbies um, is I love going to other cafes. <laughs> I have a list of ones I enjoy going to, but sure. um, I, I I I do like going to other cafes to see what they do. Um, get ideas of what they do differently, mm -hmm. and um, and I have, like I said before, I have uh, you know worked in other cafes. I think the major difference that we have is we're more personable. Like it's not a machine. It's not just this dead. Okay, shot, shot, shot. Milk, milk, milk. There you go. Like yeah. just churn it out. Stand on the one spot all day, yeah. and your only job is to stand and just do this one thing yeah. monotonously all day. It's not. Yeah. It's absolutely not like that. You know, uh, as a barista, like of course we have a comprehensive cold drinks list and stuff like that. But uh, apart from that, like I do step out and I do go on the floor when it's quiet or when I need to or yeah. I like to check on customers and go, hey, how was it? Yeah. You know, that okay. sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, what are some of the, so what are some of the favourites, like sort of menu favourites uh, within, within sort of Beans Republic? What, when people sort of, you know, head towards the, the cafe, is, is, this, is there different, is it the pastries or is it the, the coffee? Is oh, it mate, the, the vanilla the, slice. Okay. Yeah. Or so, the, the, the lunch or, <laughs> yeah. the So, one thing that Beans Republic does, absolutely mm. does as, um, which is something that um, both Jen and I are very, very passionate about, mm -hmm. is we don't like anyone coming in and not finding something that they're looking for. Yeah. Even an, an, an aspect of it. Yeah. And so, we have our stock standard menu, which, you know, has, has, only a few, you know, breakfast items on them, but it's like your, your Benedict and yeah. we have the Stagger Joe, which is like scrambled eggs and chorizo and an omelette and pancakes, mm. you know, that sort of thing. Um, but then we have a lunch menu with burgers and steak sandwich and club sandwich. And smashed that sort of avocado. Stuff. Smashed <laughs> avocado. Absolutely. Yeah. Kind of a Melbourne cafe with sma without smashed avocado. And then we have a specials menu. Now we rotate the specials menu every two weeks, like even mm. less week and a half. 
And this is probably one of my favorite aspects of this business specifically, because I've been in businesses where they'll keep the specials up for six months or mm -hmm. longer. The fact it's so quickly rotating yep. means that not only is there always something seasonal, like soups in winter and pasta in winter, but salads yep. in summer, yep. but we get feedback from customers. Customers will say, hey, why don't you do this? And we're like, okay, why don't we do this? But not only that, but we actually write um, underneath it, designed by Chef Tina or designed by, you know, floor staff George, because we want people to put back into the company. We want people, if you have an idea going, you know what, I had an amazing Reuben sandwich. Why don't we do that? Okay, what's in a Reuben? Let's design it. How would we do it differently? Let's do it with a twist. Let's mm. do our own feel to it. Yeah. And we want people to be able to give back in, like actually express themselves as yeah. well back into the company. And myself, I also make sure that we have single origin coffee at you know, any given time. So we have our uh, blend, which we've put together. And, uh, you know, it's just a nice mild blend. And um, But just to keep things new and different, we have weekly a, a different origin. So people can come in and just have something different every time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so that sort of stuff is quite different to yeah. a, a heap of sort of franchise cafes that are out Yeah, they there. just want yeah. you to be another number. Yeah. Yeah. You know, on the system, yeah. you know, um, yeah. we want you to be able to be an individual, express yourself yeah, yeah. and also be able to have your own influence on the business as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And, and from a management perspective, um, for, from, I guess, for, from sort of Jenny's perspective, how, how does she go about sort of keeping the staff happy like, like what you're saying? I mean, that's one way, definitely sort of getting that input to, to their... I mean, obviously, the staff are, are stakeholders in a cafe. Mm. Um, well, what else, what else do you think sort of keeps... Everybody engaged. Considering you're smiling in the Instagram photos, you must yeah. be having a good time. <laughs> I think it's the vibe that we create, honestly. Yeah. The yeah. vibe that we have on the floor, but not only that, because it, it, you can fake a vibe. You can, mm. you can honestly, you can go, yes, we're going to deliberately pick the music so that it's, you know, psychologically more pleasing or mm -hmm. just calming or whatever. Um, and I've been in places like that where they're just like, the fake smile, they're just like, yes, hi, how's your day? It's great, yeah. Whereas we honestly just try and have fun with each other. Like the staff, we, we have fun with each other. I actually, she'll kill me for saying this, but uh, I work I work with, you know, she is, she is a friend of mine now. It's um, Casey. Mm -hmm. she's, she's the other manager at, uh, at the Parkdale store. Mm -hmm. And we had this chef and they had this war going on behind the scenes for the longest time. Like, it was all in good fun, but, like, they, they just had this war going on But for, for ages. It was hilarious. But that's, just, that's the thing. Like, we are always creating a vibe with each other, and it's really important that we do all mesh well together mm. because that reflects the floor. Like, it honestly does. It does reflect with the customers coming, and they can tell when something's wrong. They can tell when everything's stiff. You know, so the more fun that we have... Yeah. You know, as staff, yeah. the yeah. the the better the vibe is on the floor, and the the, the, the better that goes. Yeah. Sure. Um, tell me, so so obviously you you've already talked about how you love sort of going to different cafes. What what do you see the the difference between uh, you know Beans Republic and, and some some of the other sort of cafe franchises that you that you go into? Well, like that's the interesting thing. Like, you know, you have. When you have a barista who is passionate about making the best quality product he can, it's reflected not only in the coffee itself, but in his personality. And so when you walk into, I've walked into some, to be honest, like large chains, 
you know, I walk in and I was like, look, it's just been one of those days. I'm tired. I want a coffee. I was meeting up with a friend, so I wanted to get a large one, so it lasted a little longer, you know. And so I'm like, yep, yeah, I'll get a mug. I'll get a large, you know. And I noticed, just, just watching, because you do, when you're in the industry, you tend to watch people in the same position just to, <laughs> just to see what they're doing. And I noticed that they did an espresso shot, which is just your 30 mils of coffee, and they just did that in your normal glass size. Then they started making my mug, and they did another 30 mil shot and put it in the mug, but then I had the increased amount of, of milk as a result of it being a larger volume. Then, then I asked, I, I said, why, why did you just put only one shot in a, in a cup twice the size? And they went, oh, that's just what we do. That's just policy. Yeah. You know, that's just how it happens. And I'm just like, but it's twice the size, what if I wanted an extra shot? Oh, then we would have charged you for a second shot. Yeah. You already charged me more. <laughs> you know, like a lot, you know, the latte, yeah. it was already more expensive than we charge. It was like $4 for just mm. a normal glass. And then... Um, the mug was like near five. Mm. It was like four eighty or something. So I'm like, mm. you've already charged me more, and mm. I'm getting the same amount of coffee. Yeah, yeah. Kind of an assembly line. Yeah, it was. It was definitely. It was. It was. Yeah. It was very much like it was just an assembly line. They just yeah. went shot, 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 shot. Okay, yeah. where does it have to go? In that one. Yeah. In that one. In that one. Okay, yeah. there you go. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it sounds good. Um, uh, look, basically, um, we'd like to thank you for, for your time today. It's, it's been fantastic. I think yeah. we're really getting that sort of, uh, uh, you know, good food, good times vibe, and, and, and it is something that's, that management, Jenny Nguyen and, and her team have been able to, to, to formulate yeah. and, 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 and be able to, to share it with, with new people sort of coming in, especially sort of investors and, and new franchisees. So, again, thank you very much for your time. Anybody interested in, in a Beans Republic uh, franchise opportunity, um, you can go to the Beans Republic website, which is beansrepublic.com.au, or just hit the link on this page to uh, inquire for more information. Mm. All right, thank you, guys. Thank you, Jason. Thank you very much. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In this episode, we spoke to Jason Angus, Bristol Manager of Beans Republic Parkdale. For more information on this or any other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to EdenExchange.com or www.businessbyinvest.com. You can also find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram for recent updates on the buying and investing business world. You can subscribe to the series on iTunes or Stitches if you're using Android. Thanks for listening.